Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of uh, Top of the Key. I almost said my other podcast name, which would have been really funny. Um, I'm Grace, and as always, I'm here with Thomas. Uh, how you doing, Thomas? I'm pretty good. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, you know, I realized over our last few weeks of uh, talking about all of the league-wide W free agency fun that we've completely ignored college basketball but uh it forced our hand this week and we can no longer continue to ignore college basketball no it's um things are happening in college basketball yes um it's february 16th so the most notable thing that's happened in college basketball is um was it it was last night right Mm -hmm. yeah um caitlin clark did what everyone saw coming for the last however many months and she has broken the all-time uh women's scoring record um kelsey plum's record stood at 3,527 points and caitlin clark now is up to we're not over yet up to 3,569 points nice is that all is that well, you know, there's there's plenty of time left to uh, <laughs> get on to that. Yeah, um, the shot that she broke the the record with was insane and in only the way that you would expect Caitlin Clark to break the scoring record. A logo three in transition. It's like a very Caitlin Clark shot. I'm glad she yeah. didn't do like some boring layup or whatever. Like she went yeah. she went Caitlin Clark <laughs> mode to do it. 
yeah, it was very fun seeing all the reactions. There was that great video I sent you of the uh, little girls watching it. It's, it's yeah, that just, was fun. It's so fun. Like this is just fun. These are records that you know I, I saw something that's you know the the most important part of this is that Caitlin Clark's record's going to be broken at some point. It's not like this is impossible. Someone else is going to do it at some point. Oh yeah, of course. And uh, that's the cool thing about sports is seeing this stuff happen. And like some records I think are made to not be broken, but also if you would have told me the end, the NBA scoring title would never have been broken. I would have said, I agree. And then LeBron did it. So you never know for real, but seeing history like that is just so fun. Yeah. It's it's one of those things. I mean, speaking on the W, Diana Taurasi's mark is going to be broken probably sooner rather than later, just given the fact that now we have 40 games in a season and, you know, she just crossed 10,000. That's going to be broken at some point. It's fun. This is this is what happens with the sport. And then we'll get the next one. I mean, the next one, honestly, is probably going to be Pete Maravich's record. Because Caitlin Clark, yes. the, the total NCAA record is Pete Maravich's 3,667 points. Um, she's averaging 33 points this season. So this is, it's coming up. Like it's going to happen in the next yeah. four or five games. And to be honest, I feel like that's a harder record to break than um, the women's record just because um, for the total of the NCAA, uh, for, for the NCAA, yeah. Like it's going to be a woman who breaks it because they just stay in college longer because of the yeah. rules of the W, you know? Like, yeah. Caitlin Clark in five years is probably out of the NCAA after her freshman year, you know? Yeah. So when, when they finally lift those rules and make it a little more modern, because like every really great uh, NCAA scorer in the men's side of things is leaving. They're not staying long enough to score 3000 points, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think it was, this makes a lot of sense that it's going to be a woman. And I think that it's going to be until they stop the rule and then, once they once they make early declares legal, this these records might not actually be broken <laughs> because yeah. uh, every everyone is just going to leave when they're right when they're better because there's no reason to stay at that point. Yeah, um, and hopefully this now marks the end of the um, for some reason Iowa versus Cheryl Swoop rivalry that has now happened with the shirts and the back and forth and everything like that. This was ridiculous to start out with and now we're we're pushing the boundaries oh yeah for sure it was always a little ridiculous because like the core of the argument like we said last week was um it was not wrong but the the facts around it were just a little iffy yeah and you know that's the those i hope those iowa fans get a good run out of those don't be a cheryl shirts because they have become completely irrelevant now Mm-hmm. Um, another one that happened basically right around the start of the free agency period, but again was overshadowed by um all of the free agency movement was Hannah Hidalgo hit a hundred career steals. She's a freshman. That's crazy. <laughs> like that's that's just unheard of amount of th- thievery from <laughs> Hannah Hidalgo. Like. Speaking of records that are, she's gonna. I'm assuming. I don't know what the steals record is NCAA long term. Um, if she keeps playing like this, I would be shocked if she doesn't break whatever the record is, unless it's something crazy. Because 100 steals as a freshman isn't. It's got to be. It's got to be not too far off. Let's see. NCAA career steals for women. 
Um, total is Chastity Bars, who played for Lamar from 2015 to 2019. Uh, she averaged 5.3 steals per game with a total of 649 over her career. Yeah, I mean, then she needs to step in because what is she? 100 and it's February and I'm bad at math, so I can't. That was also a few days ago. We don't know. Like, that was a couple weeks ago. We have no idea where she's at now. That's true. Let's, That's true. Because, again, this was literally February. I texted you after all the free agency news, and I went, she probably, she got 100? Yeah. Uh, career stats. Let's see. Oh, God. ESPN, what are you doing tonight? Stats. Let's see. Here we go. Season totals. She is at 121. Okay. So time set by four. By the end of the season, she'll probably on a, be on a pretty good pace. That if she keeps it up, gets a little yeah, bit more per up. year, she'll be fine. She could get close, yeah. I didn't realize it was going to be that high, though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And even the men's record is like 446 or 466 or something like that. Yeah, what's um, funny so is that's... 466 in terms of women, you're talking about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, the eighth place among women. That's funny because Jacob <laughs> Gilliard got it. He went to Richmond. And this is kind of recent because he did it using the COVID year as a extra year. But he got 466 in 154 games. Um, I mean... Also, if they change, because that CBA is going to change while Hidal goes in, in college, she yeah, might so not reach the She might be able to leave, yeah. yeah. She might be able to leave. Um, yesterday, also, overshadowed by Caitlin Clark, but this is crazy, um, Francis Marion player Lauren Taylor set the NCAA record with 44 rebounds in a single game. That's crazy. Yeah, that is what level of... School at what level of I basketball think, is that? I think Francis Marion, I saw was D2. Yeah, that's that, that that gives me very D2 of school vibes, <laughs> but um, that's insane. I don't care what level of basketball it is. 44 is is like Wilt Chamberlain numbers, and she's only five. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying because even in the picture <laughs> that you sent, I was like, she doesn't look that tall. Obviously, like she's t- she's taller than me, but I'm talking about like in the grand scheme of basketball, five eleven is not super tall, even in the women's game. So that's crazy. The old record was a another D two player who had thirty six, Chris, uh, Christine De De Decine in nineteen ninety five, and then before that it was forty by Deborah Temple in nineteen eighty three. That's but um, this is this is fun. We're having fun. Uh, and finally, I mean, like, the we're kind of in, like, the pre-tournament stuff, so there's not a ton going. I don't want to get into all the stupid shit that's, that, like, you know, we did enough LSU chat and Iowa chat. I don't really want to get into the this coach screaming out, this coach, whatever. Um, but South Carolina's 24-0. and Yeah, they're really good. Yeah. Um, they're probably the best team in the country. 24-0, uh, obviously, speak for itself, but... You know how undefeated people uh, r- records can be sometimes a little flaky, but they're really good. But that's a great program. That's like a oh, juggernaut yeah. of a program. So, yeah, they just had a um a player leave or go on a leave 
with no explanation, but it's also Dawn Staley, so that doesn't give you the same vibe as, like, a Kim Mulkey. She's no longer with the program. Like, this, I actually am like, okay, I hope I hope she's okay. Yeah, I, I hope she's okay as well. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it's been mostly quiet. Again, we're, like, right... We're right bumping up to the edge of the, um, the tournament. Uh, Paige Beckers is still doing the... Uh, Will I, won't I on leaving, which is fun. One player's got to do it. And she's she seems to be having fun with it. The more this goes on, the more I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, um, it always felt like she never was a lock to leave, it felt like. She always was kind of like, I might actually say, guys, like, for real. So. I wouldn't be surprised think... if, like, the injury stuff is keeping her there too you know like in a weird way like she wants one year with all of her teammates in one place i agree i think part of it is um like they want to play together <laughs> and uh <laughs> it's it's funny because i think this is where i think this is a tangible difference where the games are a little different because i don't care who in the nba is doing that they're leaving after the year you know like yeah. that's th- this is very college football of her to stay an extra, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like JJ McCarthy staying at, at Michigan an extra year because he wanted to play one last year with the boys, and they won a national championship, so he was right. But you know what I mean? It's very like team oriented stuff where that's kind of yeah. cool to see. You don't really see that much in the college game because for for men for years, either you skipped it or you were just there to get your one year in and go. Like it felt like an obligation more than anything else. Not that those guys aren't great teammates to each other, but it's a kind of a different vibe yeah. to me. Yeah, you're. I don't know if you the, agree. It's purgatory before, not like that makes it sound bad, but it's like basically you're waiting, you're waiting period. Yeah. So yeah, and um, and so it felt like this is like it's kind of a bond that you share with people. So I wonder, I do want, I kind of wonder that too, if how many injuries UConn hit over the years that they just actually want to try to do it and try to be act an actual what they envisioned their team was going to look like this entire time, which would be cool. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, yeah, nothing really much going on. I mean, obviously, we're going to track as we get closer to the the tournament. But again, we're still kind of in that l- slow period before the uh, tournament, which is coming up in next month. So we'll be there soon. Yes, and I'm excited. Yeah, we'll we'll have a lot of fun with that on the show. It'll be like finally we're picking up again between that and athletes unlimited. We'll actually have like a ton of stuff to talk about each week. Uh, So why don't we take a break here, and when we come back, we'll cover the little bit of odds and ends from free agency of this week. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. 
All right, and we're back. Uh, so yeah, there's been a few signings this week. Nothing huge, huge. Um, I do want to point out first that Kennedy Carter signed a training camp contract with the Sky. Nailed no it. ball here on this show. <laughs> We've got it handled. I'm looking for Collier next. We're gonna get this going. <laughs> Yeah, it's it just it also felt like the most obvious fit in the world with it being a former first round pick who needed a home and a team that's just kind of throwing whatever at the wall to see what sticks to make total sense. They should, so, sign but we nailed it. Absolutely, Destiny it. Henderson. They should sign. Like I want to see all of these name players that have floated around. Not Alexis Morris because she's a Harlem Globetrotter now, um, but. I want to. I want to see like the. I want them to be like the Chicago odds and ends. That'd be so fun, <laughs> and um, that and like if you get enough of them in a room, like you'll get some who pop a little bit and figure it out, and then you then you got something going, you know. Yeah. Uh, Emma Cannon signed with the Wings. I forgot she was a free agent. I also forgot she was a free agent. <laughs> I was like, so didn't nail it. So this is the <laughs> duality of the podcast right here is we completely nail a signing kind of out of left field. And then the next piece of news is we both forgotten that she was available. I saw the graphic of her with the wings and I went, they made a trade with the fever. This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> so confused. Uh, but yeah, that, that happened. Um, we're, Liberty fans, so the next two pieces of news are a little more uh, Liberty adjacent. Uh, Stephanie Dolson signed a multi-year deal with the Mystics. Um, good for her. Yeah. Like, um, go ahead. No, you had. I was just going to say she had good vibes, but I don't think I never thought the on-court fit was very clean for her here. Um Vibes are great, and I love her, and I'm happy that she's in a place where she's going to be able to play a lot. And she got a bag, a little bag, a multi-year deal, which is always nice to see. It's nice security for her. But And, like, the Mystics are kind of in a weird spot, so she'll play. But, um, yeah, it just kind of felt like she was a square peg in a round hole in New York. I don't know if you felt the same way watching her last year. Yeah, it was one of those things where, like, the signing – in 2022 with how the 2022 team was constructed and what they were trying to do that year made a lot of sense. They needed a big, um, they had like the pieces in place that they were clearly trying for a low entry into the playoffs before all of the free agency of last year. Um, so the signing made sense that year, but yeah, definitely once, once you got into 2023 and they were able to add, JJ and they had Sobley coming back, you know, from from the injury after they had drafted her, and Han Shu was back. Um, yeah, it just it even though she was like half back, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> but still, that's like still three bigs. Like you didn't, yeah, and you know, at the end, of, you had all the good vibes with MJ and the, you know, the at the end of the season, her like weird run where she just couldn't miss was fun. But yeah, it definitely she just didn't fit, and especially she's gonna want a decent chunk of money, you know, she's getting a multi-year deal and, and, you know, she's a veteran. She deserves, she, she's earned it. Um, but for the Liberty, a team that is going to have to keep JJ and Stewie and has to sign a couple other bench pieces and, you know, Sabrina's money went up, um, just getting $10,000 back on 
Nigel Laney and and keeping the money the same for Kayla Thornton wasn't going to cut it. They were going to need to lose the money somewhere. And if Sabali comes, the the difference in skill between Sabali and Dolson, I don't know, is that huge. But the money difference was going to be big. So you you'd rather get Sabali in there and hope she improves because she was and also like no and and Dolson was kind of phased out in the playoffs. Um, there was no real time for her to play much in the postseason and yeah that's kind of when I that's when the writing I felt was really on the wall and um like if, if we're talking about the playoffs and even in the finals and stuff and you're not playing her at all she's only playing garbage time stuff and little minutes here and there um kind of over for her here and they just need more I think they need more front court help they need more guards they need better guard defense and I think that they should be focusing their bench spots and their money there instead because at the end of the day it's just going to be a little I don't know it's a little tough for them to figure out a good place for like it's just the minutes weren't there for her and I don't really know if there was a play a way to get the minutes there for her you know yeah yeah, it's one of those things where it's, you know, in the playoffs, J.J. went off. Like, John Cole Jones was transcendent in the playoffs. I saw someone I love. You know the league is really getting to a good place when you have people giving the most outrageous takes online. Because I was just scrolling today, and I saw someone say, yeah, she on like the, we'll get to this in a second, but on the J.J. post from the Liberty, um, she, yeah, she was good in the regular season, but she disappeared in the playoffs. And I was like, were we it's watching like, bro, this same? <laughs> their like, best player. Yeah, but like, yeah, you know, you didn't. You don't need someone like Steph Dolson if you have a a JJ because Dolson's gonna want to get more time than that. And if you have Sabali and 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 Jones, it's gonna be a negligible difference there because you're still, you know, Jones is gonna play thirty one to thirty three minutes a game, like. It's just the way it's going to be. And then you've just got someone sitting on your bench for playing seven to 12 minutes each game. Who's making $160,000 just doesn't make sense. Yeah. I think, I think you really nailed it when um, you said that she fit for the first year for the 2022 season. And then in 2023, it was just, there was just no place for her on the, the, the roster and her didn't, didn't really mix anymore. Which is unfortunate, and it sucks, and I don't, I don't, I never want to, like, she was great, and she had good vibes and stuff, but her time kind of ran out in New York, and I felt like it was kind of obvious. It also was, like, one of those good signings that signaled that the team was going to try, you know, like, like, we're Met fans, and that it kind of felt like one of those, like, 2022 like starling Marte signs, where you're like, this isn't the world's greatest signing, but it does signify, like, we're trying. And, you know, with the the size really getting involved and everything like that, like giving her that money, that offseason and the recruitment process after bringing in Laney and having UNESCO and, and everything there, it felt like, OK, we're moving in the right direction. So she had sort of the positivity of that. But once you get into that next offseason and also it's a good insurance plan in that case, because. She's not John Quell Jones, and she I don't think anyone, including her, would make that argument that she's anywhere close to being as great as John Quell Jones can be. Um, but if they had not been able to trade for John Quell Jones, you need someone to play in that spot. And 
while I'm sure they probably would have tried for Candace Parker, Candace Parker probably would have went to the Aces anyway. So it was a good emergency plan that they didn't end up needing. Yeah, I'm. I uh, overall, I think it's just a. Uh, it's one of they. I think we now. I think we just said all the pieces that we need to say on it. It's just <laughs> good for her, and I hope she's good in in Washington because she was great vibes. Yeah, I'm sure that the vibes with her and Dee Dee on the same team again will be great. Yes. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and finally, um, the the news that we all knew, we had we talked about this a few weeks ago, but um, might as well bring it up again. Because, again, there's not a ton to talk about this week. Um, the John Cole Jones signing with the Liberty is official. Two-year deal. They announced it. And the uh, the, the it's funny because, I you know, the last couple weeks, Liberty haven't really done anything, obviously, because NECA went somewhere else and they weren't really in play for a ton of people. Uh, but this... Just seeing them be like, it's official. I was like, I'm going to run through a wall. I love this team. Like, I got so hyped. Yeah, I feel you. It was very much like, <laughs> it was very needed because there was just kind of nothing going on with the with the Liberty for so long after, like, like, like and even we said it, that it's going to be a boring offseason. And the this is going to be the highlight, this and the Stewie re-signing. And yeah. while it's great, and they're both amazing players, obviously, they're just resignings, but still, it's nice to see it happen. That's seat official. It's a multi-year deal. She's their second best player, I would say. So, I always like to see that. And she was great in the playoffs, and I'm happy that I'm happy that they um, rewarded her in the way that she deserves to be rewarded. Yeah, it's a it's a good team. It's great that they're keeping them all together. Um, both sides said all very nice things that make you very excited for the the two teams. Uh, I want to, you know, continue my my attempt to bring our attempt to bring a championship to New York. Oh, we were we love JJ. We're so glad we were able to keep her in Seafoam. Blah 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 blah. But it just it's like nice to see it, and we'll see the the Stewie one soon. I assume because there's really no one else that could be holding up that amount of money to make the Stewie thing. Like they're probably working on that money now. Yeah. And I, I would assume that they were trying to, they were going to try to do something if a bigger signing came along or if there was some type of trade, but there's just kind of nothing left. They're going to yeah. sign some bench players and I don't think they need to manipulate the Stewie or JJ money to do that. Yeah, I mean, with Dolson gone, they they basically know where their money lies. They've I I kind of am going into this off season too, assuming that uh, Leonie Fibich will be like she has a a rookie scale contract, so I assume she's just making the team, especially how great she's been playing in in you know overseas and in the FIBA qualifying tournament. Um, but yeah, it just everyone from here on out is either going to be training camp contracts or veteran minimums. Um, so there's really no, there's nowhere else for them to put this money. Really, they can't afford to not have um, her be a main part of the team. You know, I yeah. think I just think I think they they have too much money tied up in too many good players to not let a rookie sale contract get a shot. That would be yeah. kind of I think that would be a little silly of them not to try. Yeah, it. and they clearly. Again, they they could have just signed her to a training camp contract. They've done that with other people whose rights. Yeah, but a rookie scale, it's they think something more. Yeah, which you know, to give based on her play overseas, not surprised she seems to be tearing it up. Um, but yeah, the 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 vibes are good. It's we're at the point with free agency where all the pieces are just sort of falling where they may, and um, 
that maybe there's still one or two more trades left in this thing, but with Deladon sitting out this season, I don't see anything huge coming down the pipeline. Yeah, it feels like most of this offseason is pretty much offseason rather is pretty uh is pretty tied up with a bow here. I mean, we are we're still waiting to see where Jocelyn Willoughby ends up because you know I'm bated breath, but you know it, it's <laughs> that's it. Like it's it's my guess is you'll see a few signings out of like athletes unlimited. You'll see like a couple people. Who, I could see that like you know good players who um who pop and look like they could be a bench player, role player, or something like that. I can see that. Maybe that's yeah. where the sky fill out the rest of whatever <laughs> roster they need to fill. Like they're I'm, there I'm, with I'm a table. Serious, like, like they're just like, hey, we need to like giving other people shots where they wouldn't get it otherwise. You know. You know, it's wild. I, I get why, because they were trying for people, but, like, they should probably just re-sign Ruthie Hebbard at this point. Like, because they, they let her become, an a, like, a, a unrestricted free agent. They could have given her that last year, and then they just didn't. Um, but at this point, they should probably just re-sign her. Yes, probably. Maybe maybe they'll announce that tomorrow, and we'll get to know Ball again. Oh, that'd be so funny. <laughs> Uh, but let's, this is going to be a shorter episode just based on how the first two parts go. Let's, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll, um, I want to discuss something that Sue Bird talked about yesterday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, and we're back. Uh, so, Sue Bird was on a... This was like the good kind of podcast appearance. She was on Pablo Torre's show... Um, and she was talking about her experiences within the W and this, this goes into our um, discussion last week with Lexi Brown and everything like that. Um, and how her experiences with the W in, in regards to her identity, where she was talking about how, you know, privately she was out for years and years, but she had to wait until she was 37 to come out publicly. Um, and that the league pressured her to have sort of this heteronormative, you know, girl next door type of appearance. And and she's 21 years old. And they told her she wouldn't have a career if she was out. Um, and I think, I think it's a really good illustration of how far the league has come on this because we're, you know, we're looking at all these, but you look at someone like, JJ or Stewie or um, Jewel Lloyd or, or any one of these players that's allowed now to be who they are publicly. Um, but it's horrific to hear like that basically the league was yeah. like, we can't afford for you to be gay publicly. So you're going to have to not 
And if you do, you're not having a career. It's that's so wild to me. To I mean, you you could speak on this more than me, obviously, but like it's wild to me that the league, a fledgling league like that, would try to put someone in a box instead of being themselves. It's just like what's the what's the point? Like even from a business standpoint, obviously that's not the most important thing. It's horrific to do this to someone. But if you're looking at it that way, like that's just dumb, you know? Like there's just no reason to do, you, you know? It's just so silly to me. I don't know. It's crazy. So like the, it's just another- it's misinterpreting what I think the audience is. Well, yes, right, and I think that 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 goes back to this the the documentary that came out last year, two years ago, called um, last year called Unfinished Business. That was about these the entire history of the league, but through the lens of the Liberty. Um, from the Liberty 2021 team, which was a really funny team to choose that for in, re- in retrospect. I know. Um, of all, of all <laughs> it's like, Oh, are they going to beat the Mercury? And I was like, no, they're not. They're not beating the Mercury. Um, but the, like the, the way that the league sort of looked at it was that they wanted to be a family oriented league. And in 2000, when Sue Bird was coming into the league, I mean this, again, we're getting into like societal cultural change, but like, there were states, multiple states, in which being gay was illegal at that time. Yeah. And so basically the league was like, everyone fucking hates the, you know, insert your favorite slur here. Um, you can't be that. Because if you do, like, you think that the Utah stars are going to want this and happening in the league? You know? And it's, it's crazy because you look and it's like, there were players out in the early years of the league i love the like sue wicks has talked about this where she was like yeah i someone just asked me in an interview and i just said yeah like i didn't even think about it and then everyone <laughs> sort of freaked out about it which is so funny to me yeah it's it, it's it's so funny imagining like the professional sports league being like you can't say that and her yeah. being like what like see and what, it, why and it's like you're right they're 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 misunderstanding what their audience is here because a, if you're a if you're a women's sports fan as we've noticed you tend to be a little bit more at least socially progressive in that way and that that doesn't bother you because you are just there for the sport in a way that I don't think you see with men's leagues clearly um and also not to generalize but also these are my people um the fans of women's sports leagues tend to be queer women. Uh, there's like a lot of them. You walk into a game, you sort of notice it. It's it's apparent. Um, and that's, I think also you see that because now these leagues are allowing players to be themselves in this way. Because now you've got this whole group of people who now have a avatar of themselves in public yeah. um, that they didn't have before. I mean, we we sort of... I think that we're in like this such a great it's not great like like looking at it you're not like this is what we want but in terms of where we've come from we're in such a great wealth of representation now um as opposed to 2000 but back then they didn't want queer people to have their representation but you know something like the um shattered glass documentary which I talked about a little bit last week in the lens of um you know, their, their discussions of representation, but something like that 
wouldn't have been allowed to happen in 2000, where you would see John Quell Jones and her fiance or Stewie and her wife and their kids. Um, that wouldn't happen. Um, and it's, it's great to see that not only are they out in that way, but they're promoted by the league and by media within, within and outside of the league. Um, and I think that when your players are allowed to be themselves, which we, you see in men's sports too, where these, you know, we're baseball fans, players who bat flip and have, you know, the cleats and, and everything like that tend to be the players that people are drawn to more because they're fun to watch because they're just being themselves. When you're, have a league full of women who are just like hating themselves because you're telling them that yeah. if you slip up, your career is over. Um, that's not as fun. But I mean, think, and also think about it. I was just thinking about this as you were talking, when you mentioned men's leagues and stuff and stuff like that, <clears throat> like there's been not that many, if many at all, openly gay men players. And I don't know if these leagues are ready for that. You know what I mean? So yeah. we're kind of in that stage in progressive in, in where progressive men's leagues are, where the W was all the way back then. And that's where the W has made so many strides is that they really, they really do allow uh, these women to be themselves. And that's an important thing. And like, I can, I could not imagine what her mental health was like at the time having to be <clears throat> closeted and also playing a professional sport and the W on her ass about like, you got to be like this and like this, which is totally the opposite of what you are. Like I could not imagine, you know, it would probably be like a nightmare trying to try to navigate all of that and also play basketball yeah, and have no worry I'm... about practice and everything. And you don't know what your life is like if you go um, and you say something, the wrong thing in an interview and then the, the league officials are like contacting you, you know, that'd be wild. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're already like, just based on a the time period, I don't want to speak for super because I'm not super, but just understanding a the time period she's from, be the place she's from because she is from Long Island. Um, she's from Syosset, but just knowing the general landscape of what's going on on Long Island at any given time, um, you're you're working with several different layers there. Of like, there is if you are queer in the 90s and 2000s you're already dealing with a level of internalized homophobia because every pretty much everyone has that at some point in their life um and then also long island has not is not the most progressive place i think it's slightly better than people give it credit for but not much um and also depending on where you are uh and then now the league is telling now you're famous too at a time period yes. where like you know because she's <laughs> She's in the W, but she's also like one of the all-time great college players immediately coming into the league. She's 21, 22, 21. Uh, so you're barely an adult. All of this working together had to be the most horrific met place to be. And then she was also like one of the greatest players the league has ever seen. So you had to do, she did all of this and performed at that high of a level is a minor yeah. miracle. Yeah. And like to speak on her fame and stuff, like Sue Bird was one of the, if you talked about women's basketball, it was like Sue Bird was someone who you talk, you know, like, yeah. like that's like a, one of the most, maybe the most famous I would argue for a long time. Um, even people who didn't watch the sport probably knew who Sue Bird was. 
Just you, you just did. She was a woman's basketball player, you know. Um, she was one of the faces of the league by far. So I don't know. It's just it's it's crazy to see them to see the W totally misinterpret what the audience wanted, and it's not like W fans and. 20 years ago would have been like, who, why? I don't want to see that. Like, it would probably be the opposite. You know what I mean? Yes. So I don't know. It was just, it was, it was a, it was a pretty shocking revelation. And also it's shocking to see how far they've come. And I would say that it's not a bad thing that they've come this far. I think it's a good thing, but. Yeah. I also think they've come so far in like just the last few years. Like it feels like they've really made strides. And in which case, this might be one of the first times you ever give hear me give a full-throated, non-ironic, in the slightest, compliment to Kathy Engelberg. Because this <laughs> is something that starts from the top down. And she came in as the commissioner in 2019. And I think things have really changed in that time period. In a way that, like, John Quill yeah. Jones now feels comfortable. And all these players feel comfortable being themselves. That is a top-down situation because again we're 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 Mets fans we're MLB fans and I have had a you know I see what the league does in terms of like their pride nights and stuff like that and clearly the top-down thing from Rob Manfred is we would prefer this not to happen uh and that filters its way down at certain points and yes while the Mets can do a good job the Dodgers can fuck it up and the Rangers and the, oh, just the, never the do Rangers, it again yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the Rangers are the example that I thought of when they were like literally allowed to not do it. And it's like, well, okay. But, and I mean, it's like, obviously then we're getting into the weeds with other sports where like hockey stopped it because a few players were like, I don't want to wear this. And they were like, okay, no one's allowed to wear anything at all of it ever. <laughs> and that was a whole disaster. But like, and it's not only to me, it's not only that players are being like accepted, but celebrated for who they are. Like, it's 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 you see pictures and it's like the family and it's a non a non quote unquote traditional nuclear family whatever you want to call it you know what I mean like yeah. it's what their family is and that's a great thing and that's awesome and we love to see that and it's really cool that the W has come from what Sue Bird was saying to what they do now which is like a total one eighty and not really that long of a time like twenty years twenty ish years it's it's a long time for to be alive or to like think about it in terms of me and you for 20 30 years we're like wow 20 years ago is a long time but on the planet of earth if we're getting real existential that's nothing that's a snap of your fingers so yeah it's pretty wild to see how far they've come in really relatively a short amount of time when yeah. men's sports and other sports like that are still and are still way far behind where they should be for this stuff yeah because we're kidding ourselves if there's not uh uh, gay players in the in baseball or other sports, and they just don't of say course. anything because we we it's mathematically impossible. But they're not comfortable, and they wouldn't be celebrated, or they feel like they wouldn't be celebrated or allowed to be. Where in the W, it's so celebrated, so that's really nice to see. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like we can watch the W and be like, "This is great. All these players are comfortable to be out," and we apply the same level of like, "This is great," to when we see a player who's like really into Pride Night. Who's just like, I just really like supporting that community. And you're like, that's great. I'm really proud of them. And they're literally, the bar is in hell. Is literally yes. just like, wear a shirt with a <laughs> rainbow on it before the game starts. And we're like, that's really great. I love Julio Rodriguez for that. Like, we're, <laughs> like, Liam Hendricks is like, I want to go to a team with like a really good pride night. I went, oh my God, this man is amazing. 
Yeah, and it's it's wild to see how that's how the difference is there. You're right. You're so right. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's. I saw that clip t- this morning, and I thought we should we should. You know, this is this is very interesting, especially after the Lexi Brown stuff, because I think there is so many layers to this conversation where, you know, everyone should feel comfortable to be themselves. And while I'm sure the W has some ways to go on that, because we can always improve, um, I think that they're one of the leagues like most women's leagues, because they tend to be better with this stuff anyway, um, that is the best at this, that is allowing people to be as much of themselves as they want to be yep i agree all right uh so i think that about does it do you have anything else you want to add Mm-mm. all right uh so you can follow us on twitter or x or whatever uh at totk pod and you can email us at totk podcast at gmail.com uh, thank you for listening. Hopefully next week we'll have some more stuff to talk about. Maybe someone will rebound 60 times in a game and Caitlin Clark will score 5,000 points. Who knows? Um, thank mean, you for listening. Both, both clearly possible. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Division 2, anything could happen. Uh, hi. Thank you so much. Thank mm-hmm. you.